I dream to be a world tour surfer, but first I need to learn to catch more waves and first I need to be bigger. I do dream about that all the time. I'm Quincy Simons. I love surfing and I'm seven years old. What makes a good surfer and a bad surfer? Well, it's like, it's like art, it's like playing an instrument, you know, you've, you've got to have a sense of flow. The ones that really stand out are the ones that make it look effortless. Quincy, you know, she definitely has this rhythm with the ocean that is quite remarkable. There's no reason why Quincy couldn't be a professional surfer. You know, I was actually really stoked for her to have such a great connection with the ocean at such a young age. G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair income Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one place to learn Australian English, but also get your English from intermediate to advanced. We're all about the advanced natural English on this podcast. So, guys, welcome to Aussie English. If it's your first time listening, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you are a long-time listener, welcome back. Welcome back once again. Remember, guys, if you guys would like access to all of the podcast downloads, you can sign up for the premium podcast at www.aussieenglish.com.au. You'll get the transcripts, the MP3s, and access to the premium player. Now, if you want to take your English to the next level with all the bonus content and all of the courses that I create for the Academy, make sure that you jump into the Academy, which you can do so via, again, www.aussieenglish.com.au. There are up to 90 different courses in there for you guys, and they are associated with these expression episodes. So, you'll learn a lot about Australia. You'll learn a lot of English expressions, a lot of complicated vocabulary. If you're trying to expand your vocab, you'll learn slang, Australian history and culture, and also you'll get access to the special dialogue episodes. There's a special course in there for natural English dialogues, okay? So, if you want to speak English more like a native speaker, more naturally, I really recommend that you give the Academy a go and complete the dialogue course. Anyway, guys, let's get into this episode. So, at the start there, I wanted to show you this short clip of this seven-year-old surfer. She is a little grommet taking the surfing world by storm, right? And she had the nickname Flying Squirrel. So, this is ABC News' YouTube channel. Go and check out the entire mini documentary on this girl. Uh, It's about nine minutes long. The link will be in the transcript. Go check it out. All right, I've got a joke for you. And it's a fruit joke because the expression's related to fruit, okay? So, the joke is, why were the apple and orange alone? Why were the apple and orange alone? Because the banana split. Do you get it? (laughs) Because the banana split. So, all right, apple, orange, banana, these are all fruit. Why were the apple and orange alone? You know, they were together and but by themselves with no other fruit around or people, I guess. 
fruit people around because the banana split. So, the joke here is with split being a verb to split. It's kind of like an English slang term for to leave, you know. Sorry, guys, I've got to split. It's like, sorry, guys, I've got to leave, right, to split. And a banana split is a special dessert, right? It is a sweet dish with bananas cut down the middle and filled with ice cream, normally chocolate sauce and nuts, right? A banana split. So, that's the joke there. The banana left. That's why apple and orange were alone. So, the expression today is apples and oranges, often used in an expression like comparing Apples and oranges, right? Oh, that's like comparing apples and oranges. That's apples and oranges, mate. So, apples and oranges was suggested by Fatima. She suggested this one in the Aussie English Facebook group. Guys, if you are not in the Facebook group, make sure that you jump over to Facebook, obviously. Do a search for Australian English language group and you will find it. Join there, guys. And I post in there all the time and I try and encourage you guys to post to meet other language learners learning English, wanting to learn more about Australia and also improve your speaking, right? Interaction. It's all about developing a community and interacting. So, the definitions of the word in this expression, relatively straightforward today as the expression is apples and oranges. You've pretty much just got two fruit, right? An apple. An apple is the round fruit of a tree from the rose family. Surprising, huh? And it's native to Central Asia. I didn't know that before looking this up. You know, apples are everywhere in the world today, but they first arrived, they first appeared in Central Asia. The other fruit that we have here, oranges. This is a large, round, juicy citrus fruit, you know, similar to limes and lemons, tangerines, and uh, what's the other one? Mandarins, right? I love those. And oranges are native as well to Asia, but to South, Southeast Asia. So, I wonder if you guys have heard the expression apples and oranges, like comparing apples and oranges, right? You probably have something similar in your native languages, but if we compare something to comparing apples and oranges, we are saying that those things aren't the same. So, it's like comparing two very dissimilar things. You're comparing two things that are very different from one another, right? So, it's used with reference to two things that you're talking about that are fundamentally different and therefore not suited to comparison. You're comparing apples and oranges. Those things aren't the same thing, man. So, I looked up where this expression came from and it seems to be another one of those English ones that's very old. So, it's first used in John Ray's proverb collection in the year 1670 and it is nearly always accompanied by a warning that you can't compare those two things, okay? Apples and oranges. All right. So, let's go through some examples, guys. So, example number one. Imagine that you need to buy a new surfboard this summer because maybe your old one's nose snapped off or something, right? You tried duck diving under a wave, the nose of the surfboard hit some rocks because the uh, it was really shallow there and the nose snapped off. So, you got to buy a new one. So, there are loads of options, obviously. You've got short boards, you've got Malibu boards, long boards, you've even got hybrid boards, but your heart's ultimately set on a short board as you've always ridden those. So, you end up finding... Two really good bargains online, you know, maybe you do a search on websites like Gumtree or Facebook Marketplace trying to find a good deal, snap up a bargain, right? You communicate with the sellers online and you get a good price organized for each of them. The only thing left to do is to go and check these out in person to see if these boards are in good nick. 
to see if they're in good condition. So, you pick up a mate and you go and see the first surfboard and then you go and see the second surfboard and ultimately you decide, hmm, the first one by far and away was the best one. It was in the best nick and it also came at a cheaper price, right? So, your mate may disagree with you and he might think, you know, that that first one wasn't as good as the second one. The second one was way better. He may say to you, it's like comparing apples and oranges, mate. The second one was in a league of its own. It was completely superior to the first one. What are you smoking? What are you thinking? Get the second one. And you may think the inverse, right? You might think, no way, the first one was by far and away the best. So, comparing the first one to the second one is like comparing apples and oranges. They're nowhere near. They're not in the same league. They are so different, okay? I'm going to buy the first one. Example number two. So, you've applied to study in Australia at a bunch of different universities, right? At a bunch of different unis. And you want to study something like biology or engineering, medicine, arts, psychology, maybe. And maybe you apply to unis in and around the Melbourne area, like Melbourne Uni or Monash, RMIT or La Trobe. Eventually, you hear back from each of these unis who's each said that they're going to accept you based on the application you submitted. You know, they, they said you've past the entrance, you know, application process with flying colours. You've done really well. We want you in our uni. So, say that you want to study medicine and you decide, you know what, Melbourne Uni is by far and away the best university for medical degrees in Australia. Well, in Melbourne. And so, the choice is very simple because it's like comparing apples and oranges. Because Melbourne's the obvious choice, because it's in a league of its own, it's so good. It's obvious I need to go with Melbourne because it's like comparing apples and oranges, right? Very different things. Example number three. So, imagine you want to get a new dog to work on, say, a cattle station or maybe a farm in the Australian outback, right? You live in the Australian bush and you run a lot of livestock like cattle and sheep on your farm and you need some good working dogs to take care of the cattle, to round them up and, you know, get them in their pens when you need a organize them, maybe ship them off to sell them, whatever it is. So, you get a friend to bring over some puppies and he ends up bringing over a Kelpie puppy and a Labrador puppy. So, he asks you, oh, which one of these two dogs would you like? And you tell him, hands down, that you want the Kelpie, right? It's a simple choice. It's like comparing apples and oranges because the Kelpie is a dog that has been specifically bred to work on farms, herding things like sheep and cattle, right? Taking care of livestock, whereas the Labrador is a retriever. It's meant to retrieve things that you say have shot out of the sky, like a duck or something. So, the choice is a cinch. It's very easy. It's crystal clear which one you want to go with, the Kelpie, because it's like comparing apples and oranges. So, there you go, guys. The expression apples and oranges. Hopefully, you understand that now. Hopefully, you can use that just like a native speaker would use it in conversation. It is when you are comparing two fundamentally different things that are not suited to comparison. So, you can't compare those two things, mate. It's like comparing apples and oranges. Those are two very different things. You can't compare them. You know, if they were the same, it'd be apples and apples and oranges and oranges, right? All right, good job. So, now let's go through the little listen and repeat exercise. This is a little exercise here, guys, for you to practice your pronunciation. When I'm talking with my students, when I'm giving them advice on working on their pronunciation, I'm always telling them it is a never-ending battle, right? This is something that you've got to work on every single day if you're trying to improve your language skills. And it's something I do every single day in the languages I'm learning, okay? So, just spend a little bit of time doing this each day and your pronunciation will definitely sharpen up, okay? So, listen and repeat after me. Apples.
Apples and. Apples and oranges. 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 So before we get into the next exercise, pay attention there to how I'm linking these. Apples and oranges. So and, the word and quite often gets turned into an N sound, like the literally like the letter N, right? Apples and oranges. Except it's a schwa quality, right? Instead of saying N, you're saying N. Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. We're also linking that Z sound at the end of apples to the start of un, apples and apples and the D disappears off the end of and because it's just un, and we link that N sound to oranges, apples and oranges. Oh, I should also mention it's the dark L there at the end of apples. So, I'm not actually saying L, la, 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 the light L. So, I'm saying it more like a reverse W sound, that ooh, ooh, apples. Apples. So, this happens when the L sound is followed by no sound at all or a consonant, the Z sound in this case. Apples and oranges. Okay, so, we'll do this five more times and then we'll get into the next exercise. Apples and oranges. 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 All right, so now I'm going to go through the sentence, I think it's like apples and oranges. You think it's like apples and oranges. Pay attention here to how these words are linking together, okay? And try and get that flow happening where listen to my intonation, my cadence, the way I'm linking these words and try and do that yourself, okay? Let's go. I think it's like apples and oranges. You think it's like apples and oranges. He thinks it's like apples and oranges. She thinks it's like apples and oranges. We think it's like apples and oranges. They think it's like apples and oranges. It thinks it's like apples and oranges. Good job. So, you may notice those K's at the end of think and like linking to the next words because each of them starts with a vowel, right? Think it's like apples. 
All right. Remember, if you're working on your pronunciation, I have an Australian pronunciation course designed to teach you how to speak English with an Australian accent. So, if you want to level up your Australian English pronunciation, make sure that you go to aussieenglish.com.au forward slash courses and you can sign up for the Australian pronunciation course. Anyway, before we finish up today, I thought I would teach you some surf slang that will be related to the Aussie English fact where we'll be talking about surfing culture in Australia and also I'm going to make a video about surfing culture and surfing slang and vocabulary, everything like that this week. So, keep an eye out for that on YouTube as well, okay? So, the five words are wetty, boardies, sunnies, rashy and leggy. I wonder if you know any of these words. I wonder if you recognize them. I wonder if you've heard of them before. And I wonder if you can discern what they mean if you haven't, right? So, you'll notice there that they're all one syllable and then they have the sound E, which is usually spelt I-E or I-E-S if it's plural, on the end there, okay? So, that happens a lot in Australian slang. So, wetty, right? You're wetty. You can use the T-flap there. You're wetty. You're wetty. Did you bring your wetty to the beach, guys? You should put your wetty on before you go into the water because the water is quite cold and the wetty will keep you warm. And many people who wear wetties often get in the water and they pee in their wetties. So, what do you reckon a wetty is? It's a wetsuit, right? They've taken the first syllable of the word wetsuit, a suit that you wear when you get wet to keep you warm, a wetsuit. They've taken the syllable wet and they put E on the end, wetty. So, number two, boardies. Boardies. If it's a really hot day, you might not put on your wetty. Instead, you might wear some boardies because, you know, you want to keep cool. Boardies. Boardies are board shorts. And that's why it's plural. That's why it's not boardie. It's boardies because board shorts is always plural, right? These are shorts that you wear that you can wear like bathers, board shorts, often that you use whilst riding boards, right? Like surfboard or a boogie board or a bodyboard, boardies. Sunnies. Man, I'm sure you guys know what sunnies are. If you go outside and it's a really bright day, the sun is glaring, you know, it is incredibly bright, you might put your sunnies on to protect your eyes. Sunnies. Sunglasses, right? We've taken the word sun. And we put E's on the end because the word sunglasses is plural, sunnies. I love wearing sunnies when I go outside. The fourth one here is rashy. So, I might put on a rashy. If I'm wearing boardies and I want to go for a surf, I'll put a rashy on because I don't want my board with the wax on the board to scrape my chest and give me a rash. So, I put on a rash vest or what we can also call a rash guard, a rashy, 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 right? Plenty of people wear rashies. And the last one here, guys, is leggy, leggy. So, I might be going for a surf in my wedding. I've taken my sunnies off. I've left them on the beach. Maybe if it's a really hot day, I won't wear a wetty. Instead, I'll put on some boardies and my rashy. And when I go down to the water's edge with my surfboard, I'll tie the leggy to my ankle. Hmm. So, what would I tie to my ankle that's attached to the board? The leg strap, right? So, the leg strap is attached to the surfboard. You attach it to your ankle and we just take the word leg and add E on the end. Leg strap, leggy. 
So, there you go, guys. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. I hope you learnt a whole bunch and I will see you in the YouTube video and in the next episode on surfing culture. Peace. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to the Aussie English Podcast. If you'd like to boost your English whilst also supporting the podcast and allowing me to continue to bring you awesome content, please consider joining the Aussie English Academy at www.aussieenglish.com.au. You'll get unlimited access to the premium podcast as well as all of my advanced English courses and you'll also be able to join three weekly speaking calls with a real English teacher. Thanks so much, mate, and I'll see you soon. Bye.